Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right, everyone, thank you again for joining us here at iHeart2C Podcast. I'm Hannah, and my favorite person, John, is here with me. And we have another wonderful guest that I have such an honor to know as a friend and am a big fan of her business. It's Nikki Van Lith. If you have not heard of Lovely Hollow Farms, um, it's a beautiful flower farm. Um, you might be under a rock because Nikki has created something beautiful and I'm so honored to chat with her and her. She's had a big um, kind of change for the good over the last year or two. And so I'm so excited to have Nikki here. Thank you so much for joining us, Nikki. Thank you for having me. I am so excited and grateful to be on your podcast today. Yes, yes. We're honored to have you. Well, I'd love for you to share with the, the audience, our listeners, more about you and kind of your history of like, mm-hmm. wow, why did you start a flower farm? And why, like, yeah. what kind of, what started all of that oh, and, and your history in agriculture? Yes. Um, gosh, this, that could be, <laughs> I'll keep it somewhat brief. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I grew up uh, in Caldwell, Idaho. I actually, um, grew up over kind of by Dixie River and notice until I was nine. And then we moved up to up on the hill um, to Chicken Dinner Road when I, you know, 2002, I believe. And um, my family has been in the cattle business for three generations now. So we have feedlots in Parma, Idaho and Nebraska and um, just have always just been around just cattle. So um, I guess I used to be a cowgirl. Um, (laughs) So that was kind of my life forever. And I thought that I was going to do that forever and so I went to school in Utah State, and I got my ag business degree, and I thought that I was going to come back and run the feedlots with my dad. Um, we're a pretty big Dutch family, and um, I have three sisters, and I was kind of the only sibling that took to the agricultural side of it. And um, I was there for a year at the feedlot in Parma, and I just was like, I don't really think I love this. It was, it just, I mean, I always loved, you know, being around cattle and helping my dad and, and learning about um, just business side of it. But I just was, my heart was not in it. And mm-hmm. so I decided to leave that in 2016. And um, I kind of just started doing some like little odd jobs that never really had like a fun job before. Cause I was always doing, you know, ranch or feedlot work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to, you know, work at Dutch bros and just like random things like that. And I really enjoyed the interaction with people. Yeah. And so, um, after a while, I, I obviously, I, I knew, cause I knew I'd always wanted to become an entrepreneur and I knew that I wanted to, to start something of my own. And I, um, came across a photo that my little sisters had posted up at, um, Pullman, Washington, and it was them and all their sorority sisters in a field of flowers. Mm. And I was like, whoa, what is, what is this place? You know? So I called them and I'm like, yeah, it's just this like farm. And 
you just go there and you run around and you pick some flowers and you take photos and it's just so much fun and it's so peaceful and I kind of got to thinking more and more about it and I was like that is such a good idea and I did some research and I didn't find too many of that around here mm-hmm. and so I kind of just started researching online YouTube um I started growing things in my laundry room in the spring of 2019 uh-huh. and then I planted some flowers in like May of 2019 and um I opened up my business then in July and um I was open Friday Saturday and Sunday mornings and it was pretty quiet and I just had a, a bucket of flowers and <laughs> right a bucket and I would tell you this empty bucket I'd give you some scissors and you, you would go and mm-hmm. you'd go and cut your flowers in the yep. field and um yeah I just did that for that year and then um 2020 it really just got insane because um in a good way that's kind of was yeah. my, my growing year um I think a lot of businesses actually I feel like went through yeah through that like 2020 was just kind of wild and so um I grew a lot and a lot of people started coming out and I started gaining traction and then um the end of the season in 2021 I made the decision to um move actually my flower farm back to chicken dinner road because the the location had been out in um a previous place that I was just renting so it was it was no longer mine to have and so I decided to move it back to chicken dinner road and um, we just opened up last night yes congratulations that's so exciting thank you that's so exciting thank you wow so what do you um if I think you're being very generous with yourself um I would say you did blow up like people like (laughs) hundreds and hundreds of people would come out to your events that you would host um, whether it's you know pick flowers um, at sunset or in the mornings I mean what do you think attributed to drawing so many people Mm -hmm. out to every every event that you open your doors or your flower field to um at first I thought that that maybe it well first I, I think maybe I was like, okay, it's COVID. Like no one has anything to do. I'm an outside business. They feel safe. Mm -hmm. But then after, but then in 2021, you know, it wasn't as big of a, or it wasn't as much of a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, COVID, sorry, I guess that sounded weird. Um, But it was just not as, as scary as it was in 2020. Right. And I noticed that people were still coming in 2021. So I was like, okay, so I guess it's not COVID. So what, what could it be? And I think, a lot of it is um, maybe my presence on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always not really had like a great filter. Um, and I, I'm pretty, I show up whether yeah. I'm with my dirty hair on top of my head or with like, you know, just Dress. looking yeah. like hell pretty much. <laughs> and so, and um, I'm just really real with everyone. And I also offer like sometimes like a lot of like educational content, like how you grow flowers. And, like if I can do it, you can. Because I honestly, I didn't grow anything until 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just the presence of social media and also um, just curating a space that's literally just happiness. Yeah. Um, I have never really ran into anyone that's upset at the flower farm before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I right. think there was one person, but she got like parked in, like she got boxed in. So she was upset, but that was the only time I've ever ran into someone that's like been cranky at mm-hmm. the flower farm. Um, everyone's just so happy and it, and it really is just a space that generates just, just peace and joy. And, yeah. um, I get that comment a lot is that it's just like, it's my happiest place. Right. My family is our tradition every year. My kids love it. And, 
a lot of it too is a lot of families um with the especially with the growth of our valley they don't um you know they don't live near farmland they they don't live they don't they are they are new to the valley and they've never experienced idaho agriculture and so for example like last night um the neighbors were cutting you know their second cutting of hay Mm -hmm. and I heard some families like oh my gosh like that's so cool that's how they do it I didn't know how they did it Mm -hmm. and it was like it's just so cool for them to see that and also to let their kids pretty much just run around amok and not worry about them getting like you know ran over or something something happened to them like I have a giant yard by the flowers and they can just run wild and Mm -hmm. they're always like all barefoot it's kind of funny the kids just roll around in the grass like all night it's quite hilarious to see but um yeah, I just think it's a safe space for families. Yeah. Yeah, I Nikki, I think people are looking for an experience now, mm-hmm. right? They're they're looking mm-hmm. for when you know, if you're going to go spend money on your family and you're going to take them somewhere, mm-hmm. I think people are just more cognizant of I want this to be something they remember. I want it to be this yeah. tactile thing, right? We can go to the movie and that's great <laughs> and that's fun. Um, but Mm -hmm. is there something about what you're doing that is creating this experience for families? I think. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, I think, I think you are correct about that, John. I think that an experience is what families are looking for. And, and I'm, I'm so honored that, that they choose me to, in my farm to be that experience. I, when I started this back in 2019, I did not did not even think that was even I didn't even think this could be the future of of uh this business mm-hmm. that's so cool um tell us Thank talk you. talk to us a little bit more about your you know since you did grow up in agriculture and mm-hmm. um and now you have this beautiful farm out in the middle of mm-hmm. farm fields um I know I recall that you know when you were working on getting your permit to have this business some people were like concerned mm-hmm. because there was going to be mm-hmm. this you know, um, place where to bring more people out, you know, parties, and mm-hmm. they're really nervous yeah. about just kind of the integrity of it and messing up kind of the farmland. But I would love for you to share with listeners just truly what this is actually go- doing mm-hmm. and going to do for agriculture awareness and yeah. agritourism. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so I went through a conditional use um, permit hearing a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I applied for it back in February, and that basically is, I was applying for a permit that was allowing events to happen on my property. Um, and so, like, you know, food trucks and music and, and things like that. Um, and yes, yeah, some neighbors were in opposition of it, which, and when I say neighbors, that's a loose term because they're a mile away, but uh, <laughs> there's some, some people that were in opposition. Um, they were concerned that it was it was going to bring you know it'll bring just a busier traffic to the area uh, people just just more people mm-hmm. they you know they their opinions are that they value the quiet country life and i so i so understand that i value the quiet country life i'm actually my home will be done um in a month i will be living on the flower farm so mm-hmm. i value my my quiet country time as well it's my home um but, you know, something that the, the commissioners um, brought up at the hearing, and they were all um, in approval. I ended up getting the the, the permit. But something that they brought up was that, thank you. Thank you so much. It was very emotional. I started crying. Shocking, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, something they brought up was that they said, you know, we're running into this in this valley. It's either it's it's these agritourism opportunities are popping up and um, 
and a lot of neighbors are coming to these hearings and they're saying, well, well, we don't want this. We don't want this. And our question to you is, okay, well, would you like a subdivision? Yeah. Because that's, right. that's coming. That's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a little kind of awkward at first because it's like, they were like, well, no, but we yeah. don't want this either. Mm. And, you know, a good point that these commissioners had is they said, so, you know, the Van Liths, my family, they own 200 acres, you know, kind of on this road. Mm-hmm. And they are just transforming eight acres of it into flowers. But they could easily transform the 200 acres into yes. a subdivision right. and be comfortable for the rest of their life. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so it's one of those things. I know that change is hard. I know that growth is hard. Um, but if you're given, if there's an opportunity to bring instead of, you know, maybe a busy subdivision that does take away Idaho agriculture, but yeah. but actually but this enhances it, you know, maybe we should go for this, the enhancing part, yeah. especially with a field of flowers. Um, and so that kind of was really eye-opening. The commissioner said that. Mm. Um, and I was, and I was, I'm very grateful for their response, but, you know, agritourism, it's, it's not to, you know, I've, grown up in agriculture my whole life and I've you know participated in so many agritourism events um you know in my just go, either even to wineries you know mm-hmm. that's agritourism right there yeah. you know the, the vineyards are right there the families are on site working engaging um which you know lovely hollow the new location is just right down the road from Houston wineries yes. they were here last night at the grand opening and oh they were a ball and um but you know it's not to take away it's not for mm-hmm. them to it's not for some get rich quick scheme or some booming business they're going to bring, you know, it's nothing like that. It's, it's to, it's having a business in your family that you, that you honor and value and you can pass on to your children and to show them what hard work is and to be proud to be in Idaho agriculture. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's so difficult to sustain um, as a, just a farmer right now that agritourism does bring them that extra cushion that they need to get through the year. Um, yes. If they're bank loan, you know, with bank loans and and all sorts of credit lines, it's really difficult to just farm. And that's what the commissioner said too at the hearing. They said, you know, a lot of these farmers we notice are doing corn mazes and pumpkin patches, and and they're bringing in different things. And and it's not because they just they just feel like they need to do that. They have to. It's mm. it is becoming increasingly difficult to make a buy with just being a farmer. But being, being an agritourism farmer is what really helps these families. And so you know, that was another thing they, they had said is that, you know, this is, this is Nikki's way of life. This isn't just some Wahoo's event center. She feels like opening up. This is her, this is her way of life. And, mm. and we can't tell these, we cannot tell these, these people that are trying to do these um, agritourism experiences. We can't tell them, no, you know, we don't want, we don't want that out here because it's getting closer and closer, these subdivisions and these, and, and this, and the Valley's growing and it, and it is what it is. And, you have to just adapt to it. So overall, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be, I mean, I'm honored to be um, in the agritourism circle in the Treasure Valley. I, I'm just so thrilled and I'm really proud of it too. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, it occurs to me that one of the ways to preserve that way of life that you're talking about, mm-hmm. ironically, is by educating people yes. about it, right? Mm-hmm. When people come over from For Boise, sure. Or, you know, as, as you know, we're getting a lot of people coming in from California and Washington and, yes. and other mm-hmm. places that just don't have a, a, a concept of yeah. what the, the agriculture life is like. Your farm mm-hmm. is educating 
those people when they come out there that, yeah. oh, there is this other way of life. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe we should preserve this. This seems kind of cool, right? So there, I, I see this ir- sure. irony in, yeah. in what you're doing and the people were opposed to it. Whereas, you know, if you take it a couple yeah. steps further, maybe it's exactly the right thing to do mm-hmm. in order to preserve that way of life. Yeah, I agree. Oh, 100%. I so agree. I'm with Hannah. Yeah, I so agree. I, I, I agree. I think it's just... I think that, you know, when you just look at it black and white, you're like, oh, yeah, we don't want more people out here. It's like, well, it's like it's actually it's coming. Actually, it's regardless. It's coming. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I am. I'm in educating people is 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 what I enjoy doing. That's also to answer kind of your previous question, too, and why Lovely Hollow grew so fast. I take a lot of pride in educating people on it. You know, 30 percent of my customers, when you run the reports, are residents that um are new to this valley they just they were they've been here for two years um, and and they are the best they actually are the kindest customers they are the ones that are the most excited to be there they are the ones that are just most excited to shop small and support local businesses and right. they are and and the first thing to say is thank you so much for having this my kids uh, we we've been in um you know california or, or whatever other state and we've, we've been, it's been just miserable. We've been struggling, um, my kids to have them run around and pick flowers and, and see the bees working and see tractors going by and, and just see all this hard work is, is just so good for them. And I do have like a lot of like, um, schools will reach out to me or like homeschools groups will be like, can we please bring our kids out? We would love to just have you show them, you know, the growth of the flower, the cycle of a pumpkin, um, you know, beneficial pollinators. And so, no, I, I would agree with John. I think it's just, it's education and that's what we need right now in um, this time, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially, like you said, with education um, comes knowledge and with knowledge comes power. And I think the yeah. more that mm-hmm. we can open that door for education and, and really allow these, allow um, our, the newcomers, but even people who've been mm-hmm. here a long time to be able to really invest uh-huh. and really f- say like, this is my flower farm. I'm going to support her and I'm going to fl- support these, you know, fruit stands and, and really just uh-huh. see how, you know, how really the ecosystem of the agriculture really works together and how, uh-huh. like, if we lose this, what we actually do lose. And, and I think the cool thing is uh-huh. what I've seen too, is women, women and men um, in agriculture, educating people on uh-huh. how to buy local and actually how it's not, um, as expensive as people make ex- make excuses for, and and just how mm-hmm. much more it benefits when we support lo- our local agriculture companies, and it's it's so exciting to he- see because I think that trend is continuing, and you're just helping kind of create that um, to create that trend to be okay with that. So thank you, well, thank, thank you. you. I, yeah, no, no, I'm so honored that I was able to. Um, to come on here and chat with you guys yes. today about this because it's it's yeah it's just yeah. wonderful yeah well so tell us um how long will you be open for this year the season and then when can people come mm-hmm. out i'll have all the information yes. too but let us know um, when can we come out and cut flowers 
Yeah. So, um, let's see. So today's Wednesday. Okay. So I opened up last night. I'm like trying to keep my day straight. And, uh, now I'll be open every weekend morning. So Saturday and Sunday mornings I'm open, um, just from basically the morning until 1 PM. Okay. Um, so I think, I think Saturdays are 8 AM and Sundays are 9 AM and then open to 1 PM. And then Wednesday nights, um, are the 6.30 to 9.30 PM, um, or dusk hours, you know, it just depends Mm -hmm. as the sun starts setting a little bit earlier. Um, I'm open then, and every time I'm open, I usually I have like a truck or ball, or um, and then I usually have like a pizza truck, like a crepe truck, or we have actually a new thing. We have like acai bowls on Sundays now, so that'll be really cool. But um, yeah, they can come on Saturday, Sundays, and Wednesdays, and it's a good time. And um, there's food and drinks, and they can just enjoy. Bring a picnic blanket and hang out. And okay, it's just it's lovely. I would love to see them if they were able to make it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have all the information for you guys, and you can follow um, Nikki and all of her adventures on her farm at her. I know her social media is so fun on Instagram to follow and and see all the Thanks. lovely experiences. We get to live vicariously through you. Um, you know, owning a flower farm. So thank you so much, Nikki, for joining us today. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me, Hannah and John. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Nikki. Yep, no problem. See you later. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iHeart2C. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.